0: Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message.
1: But I'm believing 2023 is the year for me. I'm believing that 2023 is the year for me. I would say for you, but you've got to say it for me because it rhymes with three. Come on, somebody. 2023 is the year for me. Amen? This is what it says. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and the valley was full of bones. He caused me to pass all around them, but behold, there were very many, and in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, God, you know pretty much saying I don't know but God you do again he said to me prophesy to these bones and say to them oh dry bones hear the word of the Lord how many y'all know we need to prophesy to some things in 2023 we need to prophesy to some families coming back to the land of the living in Jesus name come on we need to prophesy to some bodies to be made whole and healed in Jesus name we need to prophesy to some finances to come back To a place of restoration. He says in verse 5, Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will make breath enter you so that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and I will put breath in you so that you may come alive, and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, and as I was commanded and prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on the bones, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. How many of y'all know when you see something coming together, you still got to keep prophesying the word of the Lord until it comes to pass in your life? Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord of God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live." So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life, and stood up on their feet an exceedingly great army." We used to sing a song in youth, you see dry bones, but we see an army. You see dry bones, but we see an army. I declare that in 2023, the places that have gone dry in America, the places that have gone dry in your family, the places that have gone dry in this city, we're going to prophesy today that they'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. So God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for your anointing that breaks the yokes and bondages of sin and death that is in the room today. We pray, God, that there is something that rises up on the inside of us. Lord, we say, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. And Lord, today we say, we declare, we prophesy that in 2023, God, you will do something big on the inside of us. Lord, that we'll grow strong spiritually, that it'll be our best year because it'll be our best year spiritually. And so Lord, right now in Jesus' name, I lift up every situation that's in the room. I lift up the single mom, God, that doesn't know how far they can make it this year. I pray for them for strength to come into them. Not by might nor by power, but by your Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. I pray for that person that's so far in debt right now that they can't see their way out of it. But God, I pray that you supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I will say of the Lord that you're our refuge and our fortress. It's in you that we put our trust. I pray for that person that's got the bad report from the doctor that said there's, there's no way out of it, this is the way it's going to be from here on out, or maybe a timeline has put over them for their life that they breathe here on this earth. God I just pray Psalm 107 20 that you sent your word and you healed us and delivered us from all destruction. Lord your word says in Psalm 103 and verse 3 that you heal all diseases. God your word says in 1 Peter 2:24 that by your stripes we are here healed. So, Lord, I pray for healing virtue to flow through the room right now in Jesus' name. Anointing, anointing. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you came to church today. Come on, look at the other person and say, you look like you've lost some weight. Have you lost some weight? I know it's the (laughs) beginning. Uh, you're definitely going to have to lie to somebody today because it's Christmas time and I have had lots of fudge. Hallelujah. All right. Well, I am, I, hey, is there, there is no place that I would rather be than in the house of the Lord today together with you. Amen. And I hope your family was blessed over Christmas time and, uh, and I believe big things over you and your family coming into this new year. And so uh, I, I had to look it up, one of the, I guess, you know, there's so many things uh, that Pastor Ty, his mantle being on me, I, I had to look up some things of coming into the new year, especially preaching the first of the year. And one of the things that he always did with us was, is he looked at the lunar calendar and he saw the number of what uh, this year is. So the lunar calendar, we go off the solar calendar. But uh, in the Greek and in Hebrew, you study that out. It's the lunar calendar. And the number of this year for 2023 is actually 5783. That's how long the earth has been in existence, 5,783 years. That's what they're talking about, and, and, uh, or, or man on, on the earth. And so when I look that number up, you have to, you, you can kind of do it in sequence. We know that the number of five is grace, seven completion, but when you do it, uh 5783. 57 means recomp- recompense payback or punishment and so i as i read that i believe there was something in my spirit that came up and i, I believe this and i declare this my, my glasses are fogging up like i'm sweating uh baptizing all them folks wasn't that awesome 14 people it's so good so i don't mind if there's a little fog on my glasses for me sweating that's okay But I believe that this year is going to be a year of God's complete justice of both blessing to the believer. And I believe that it's going to be judgment upon the wicked. I declare that in Jesus' name. That there will be judgment on the wicked. The anti-God agenda on this nation. I believe that there will be judgment against the brainwashing of our youth to accept transgenderism. I believe that there will be justice against... Uh, this homosexual uh, agenda, this abortion agenda, all the things of the wicked one. Come on, who can get an agreement with that in Jesus' name? But also, too, that's 57. 83 means this it's a mouth that is open wide to proclaim unusual blessing. How many of y'all want unusual blessing in your household this year? The word, thir- uh, uh, the number three here, now, I, I know what that that number means, but. The word picture, is I I looked this up, the word picture of the word number three is this. It's a camel that's returning from a caravan, bringing expensive gifts and benefits. And so the thing that went my spirit right away was Psalm 103 in verse 1, where it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within him, me bless his holy name. And then it goes on to say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Come on, how many of y'all know in this year, in 2023, let's be people of God that are thankful? How many of y'all know everything that you have is because God has given it to you? Everything that we have at AOL here is because of what God has poured into our lives. How many of y'all thankful for Jesus today? So 5783, I believe judgment is coming to the wicked, but God's blessing is going to be poured out on the people of faith that train their mouth to declare God's blessing and benefits upon their lives. Come on, I'm going to train my mouth to declare financial increase in my life. I'm going to declare with my mouth that there's going to be healings in this place. That people are going to be healed, set free. Even generational curses that have been spoken over you from the time that you were born. I'm believing that cancer will dissipate and it will die in Jesus' mighty name. High blood pressure will become low in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever's going on in your organs, tendons, ligaments, bones, whatever it is. How many of y'all know Psalm 103 and verse 3 says he heals all diseases. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God is the healer. I believe that with all my heart, all, and I'm declaring too that I'm going to confess with my mouth that families will be res- restored. I declare there are some of you that are out there that you have children. You have sons and you have daughters that are away from God. They were raised in a household of faith, but for, because of some particular things that have gone on, I'm declaring that in 2023 that they will come back to the land of the living. Come on, what mom and dad is going to get in faith with me this morning <laughs> and declare that that will happen? I'm declaring with my mouth that in 2023, there will be prayers answered that money can't buy. 2023, it's going to be God's best for me. Come on, let's say it together. 2023, God's best for me. One, two, three. 2023, God's best for me. Yeah. I said this in... um, I said this, I went back over some notes in 2020. It's always amazing what God does, how he speaks. But in 2020, the Lord really put it in my heart that you need to speak to the people of God in faith, about faith. And I meant to do it for like three weeks or four weeks. If y'all were here, I preached on faith for three months, not knowing that there would be a pandemic coming to America. And, and I said something in that particular series, and I had to go back and look at, look at it, and it was this. That this will be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. And I believe that with all my heart. If it's your best year spiritually, it'll be your best year you ever had. And, you know, coming into a year, new year, there's people that set goals. Brandy, uh, Pastor Brandy and myself went to dinner last night. Just the both of us, we went on a date. And she said, what are your goals for 2020? I said, to shoot 80 on the golf course. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those of you that play golf, you'll know what I'm saying, all right? Uh, she said, uh, no, really, what is it? She said, tell me you have some physical goals. <laughs> I said, I do, pass the chips, and I need more hot sauce right now. I said, I do, honey. I'm going to get in the gym, and I'm going to start doing crunches. I'm going to do uh, Captain Crunch in the morning, and I'm going to do Nestle's Crunch at night, all right? I'm going to work out two days. <laughs> I learned that from Don. Don, thank you. Uh, but how many of y'all know coming into the new year, <laughs> there's there, everybody sets goals. And if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes we make it to the middle of January. Sometimes we make it to the end of January. Sometimes we don't even make it three days. Those of you that have fasted before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We're going to fast this year, and I can't wait to fast because I believe God's going to have some breakthrough in the room. And uh, But... We set some goals for our physical health, but why I'm here this morning, and I believe God sent me as your pastor, as your leader, to feed and to lead you, listen, it's great to set physical goals, but if you're not setting spiritual goals, you'll fail at physical goals. That's right. You'll fail in life. And so, um, you know, in, in past years, even I look back on 2020, I I, I, I studied faith and I preached faith. And I encouraged the people, but still, I was discouraged at so many people that weren't ready for what was coming. How many of y'all know this prepares us for whatever you're going through? God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? If God be for me, then who in the world can be against me? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror. Come on, somebody. I believe that with all my heart. Psalm 91 and verse 1. He who abides in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord that he's my refuge and he's my fortress. It's in him that I put my trust. I don't put my trust in doctors and physicians. I don't put my trust in CNN, ABC, NBC, Fox News. I put my trust in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it's going to be the same. Because can I just tell you this? It's only going to get worse out in the world. But I declare and prophesy it's only going to get better in the house of God. I believe there's an awakening, a shakening, a revival that's coming to this land, to come into this church, that's coming to a family near you. Come on. And so uh, in Luke chapter 8, as I was studying this, I'm going to get into the text here in a minute and get back to Ezekiel chapter 37. But in Luke, chap- just talking about how we don't set spiritual goals for our life, Jesus is talking to the disciples here, and he's talking about the parable of the sower. And we all know uh, the four different ways that, that are sown, that they fell on the rocks, that fell on the thorns, and so on and so forth. And his disciples come to him, and they say, Jesus, will you explain this parable of the sower to us? And he begins to explain it in verse 12, but verse 13 is really where I want to hit. He says, those that are on rocky soil are the people who, when they hear and receive and welcome the word with joy, which I believe a lot of you do on Sunday morning. But it says, they believe it for a while, and in time of trial and temptation, they fall away. You know what my desire is that in 2023, that your roots will grow deeper in the Word of God. That your roots will grow deeper in the presence of God. That your roots will grow deeper in a time of prayer. That your roots will grow deeper in, in the things of what God says and not what the world says. So, my, what I'm trying to do this morning, in this first message, and over the next couple of weeks here, I'm getting you ready to fight. You know what Paul said at the end of his life? I have fought the good fight of faith. When I read about Timothy, I read that he's writing to the, to the, to the young pastor Timothy at the church of Ephesus. And he says, I encourage you to fight. How many of y'all know if you're going to make it in life? I believe this. In order to do what we saw in 5783 of what this year is, declare over your life, I'm telling you it ain't going to come easy. It ain't going to come cheap. It ain't going to become, I'm telling you, it's going uh, to be those that are willing in the midnight hour to lift their hands and raise, raise their hands and lift their voice and say, God, you're on the throne. You've never left me once and you're not going to leave me today. It's going to be people that fight, that get in the trenches, that stay faithful to the word of God, that stay faithful to the house of God. I believe that with all my heart. I know y'all are here, and you're setting a precedence. I'm going to be there on the 1st. I'm going to be there on the 8th. I'm telling you, next week on the 8th, something will happen if you allow it. Amen. The 15th, something will allow it, uh, will happen if you allow it to distract you from being in the house of God. And so we need to get ready to fight. And there's two words that came to my heart that the Lord dumped inside of my spirit. It's talking about 2023. It was this, awareness and action. Everybody say awareness. awareness. Everybody say action. action. Awareness. You need to know this and you need to be aware of this. And there's people out there that you know inside of your head but not inside of your heart that there is a spiritual battle. You know it inside of your head because it's been taught to you that there is a spiritual warfare. That there is a heaven and hell that is clashing together even as we inside of this room. That there are some of you that God really wants to do something inside of your heart, but there is something that's pulling you away from really what God's wanting to speak into you right now. You need to know that there there is angels and there are demons. And I'm not talking about a political party of Republicans and the Democrats. I'm talking about right now as we speak, as you drive away from this parking lot, there is an adversary, an enemy that's trying to take you out every single moment of your life. Every single moment of your life that's trying to end your life early, there is, there, uh, heaven and hell is at stake, I'm telling you. And so you need to be aware. And those of you, there's people that know it, but they don't have a revelation of it. And even though you don't see it, there, um, even though we don't see it with our natural eye, I believe with all my heart that it's the spiritual things that impact the natural things. Like the natural things that we see, like tornadoes. And, Hurricanes, the things that are happening in our political realm and things, transgenderism, all this particular stuff. I'm telling you, it's things that are happening in the supernatural that is affecting the natural that we see with our eyes. Are you hearing me today? If you have your Bibles, open to 2 Kings chapter 6. I'm going to give you an example of this. But my heart's desire for you in 2023. Is that you would not be affected by the things that you're seeing with your natural eye, that um, that 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 in 2023 we're not going to be fed off, uh, uh, we're not going to be oohed and awed by the headlines. We're going to be oohed and awed, but by, by what the Word of God has to say. So in 2 Kings, Elisha is the prophet here. The mantle of Elijah has been been down on him, and he has a helper. His name is Gehazi, and they are at war. The Arameans are plotting. They're, they're trying to capture Elisha. And the reason they're trying to capture Elisha because he hears from God and he tells the king of what the next move the Arameans are. So the Arameans think that Elisha has been in the tent of the king of the Arameans, and he is telling the king of Israel, and that's why they know their next move. And so they're after him. And so to set up the text, um, Gehazi is Elisha's helper, and they're inside the tent here. And in verse 15, 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 15, he says the servant of the man of God got up. This is Gehazi, and he went out, and behold, there was an army with horses and chariots encircling the city. Elisha's servant said to him, "Oh no, my master, what are we to do? How many of y'all have ever been in a situation before where you feel like the enemy has you surrounded on every side? Like your kids are being an idiot, your marriage is messed up, you, uh, your finances are a wreck. On every side, you're surrounded." But Elisha answered him, this is where they are, but this is actual a physical army of horses and chariots that have encircled him. He said, don't be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Let me say that one more time. Somebody get revelation inside of their spirit, because I'm talking about a spiritual battle that is happening. I'm talking about like as we speak right now, there is chariots and horses and people that want to come against us. And I'm not talking about your in-laws or your outlaws or your neighbors or co-workers. I'm talking about an adversary, the enemy, who roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I'm talking about an enemy that right now as we speak, and so the same thing is happening, but Elisha speaks to Gehazi, and he says to him, he says, Don't be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Come on, you need to testify this morning that God be for me, then who in the world can be against me? A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but nothing come near my dwelling place is what the Bible says. He can have a thousand, God brings ten thousand. Verse 17, then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. My prayer for you this morning is not that the adversary goes away, because I'm telling you, if you will allow it and get in the word of God and get under his anointing and get under his wisdom and get under his grace, that pushback from the enemy will push you into the place where God has destined for you. Of where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. That's not my prayer for you as a pastor. My prayer for you as a pastor is this, is that your eyes would be open to see. That your eyes would be to uh, to see that if God is for you, that's my prayer for you, is that your eyes would be open, really, to what God has in store for you. So this year, I'm believing that our eyes would be open beyond the headlines. My prayer for you that this year that you would know that there is a battle, that heaven and hell is at stake. I'm here to tell you that we are at war. We're at war. I'm telling you, we are at war. Dad, you are at war for your children. You're at war for your marriage. We're at war for this country. Are you hearing me? YouTube... Somebody would probably send me a hateful email over that. I don't care. But there is a spiritual war that is happening. And so the, I believe God gave me awareness and action because if you're aware, when you're aware of something, when we know what's going on, it leads to action. Right? And so my prayer for you and, and my desire this morning is to stir you to stand strong, to stir you to fight back. And I believe there's some tools that God wants to give us. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, I've already talked about it, but he says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He says, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So he's saying to us, be sober. Everybody say sober. Everybody say vigilant. Everybody say resist him. Everybody say steadfast in the faith. See, when we begin to do these things, we begin to wake up. How many of y'all know we need to wake up and not get woke? Let's go. I ain't going to get woke, but I am going to wake up to the things of what God has in store. So, So, Pastor, how do we fight? Well, I'm glad you asked. Open your Bibles to Matthew 16. How do we fight? I talk about this scripture a lot, but I really wanted to dig in right here. Jesus is speaking, and he said, I say unto you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. On this rock I will build my church. Now, the place that he is, he's at Caesarea um, Philippi. And this particular rock where this place is, uh, this is where uh, they said out of this river that, that was close to this rock here, this is where all kinds of demonic manifestation would come out. And so this was at the worst of the worst place that anybody could go. But he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. You know, every time I read that and I, I, and I think of the analogy of where that place is, that's exactly what the church is. How many of y'all know there's some of y'all that you've come out of a place of darkness? Hey, 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 hey. How many of y'all been set free, delivered from a past? Amen. You might, at one time, you were on drugs, alcohol, pornography, sexual sin, all kinds of those different things, and this is what the church is. Caesarea Philippi, it's a place where demonic activity was, but he said it's upon this place. He's not talking about a perfect people, of people that know how to dot their I's and cross their T's and have every spiritual blessing. uh, Uh... have been perfect their whole life. He said, I'm building the rock of the church on a place of imperfect people that have a past and I'm going to set them into a future. Are you hearing me today? I'm running out of breath. My glasses are still fogging up. Come on, I'm believing with all my, my heart that upon this rock I will build my church. And he says, "In the gates, everybody say gates. That's plural. Gates of hell, Hades, will not overpower it. I will give you the keys. Everybody say keys, keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will, will have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. And so as I looked at this text this week and looking at verse 19, he said gates. That's plural. But he also said keys. How many of y'all know there is one, there is more than one realm of evil power in the earth? There's gates. And he says keys. So I believe he's given us keys to overcome. I believe in this text, he said, I'm going to give you a key to unlock some doors, and I'm going to give you a key to lock some doors up. I believe that in 2023, he's given us a key to loose some things, and he's given us a key to bind some things up. Come on, how many of y'all know? We'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And so, talking about these keys, the first key that, that and, and over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to talk about Worship. I'm going to talk about prayer. I'm going to talk about fasting. We're going to fast. You should get excited about that. Because fasting, what it does is, is it takes the world out of you. And prayer puts God in you. So when you fast and pray, and you get rid of the world, and you put God in you, I'm telling you, get ready for breakthrough. And so the very first thing, go ahead and write this down. If you're not taking notes, go ahead and write this down. But keys to overcome, keys to be fight ready. You ready? Number one, pastor, you're beating a dead horse. No, you need to get it in your heart. And this year, you're going to get it. It's scripture. It's the word of God. I wrote this down as I was talking about this, but God's word in my life is, is the difference between life and death. Those of you that, that uh, have had revelation of that, you said amen. But I believe by the end of this, because I believe there's no excuse for the word of God not to be in you. I mean, you get it. Uh, you know, one of the things that I say is lean in. I don't even know where I got that. Lean in on this. You know, I do that because if you're in a meeting and you have somebody that slatched down. They're probably looking at their phone underneath the table. But, it, but if, they look, if they look sloppy inside of a presentation, I'm going to go ahead and chastise a few of y'all right now. But they look sloppy and they get down like this. How many of y'all know they ain't listening to a word you say? I'm talking about the breath of God right here. And so when you lean in, you're putting your heart at a posture of that's more important than anything that I'm going to hear for the rest of my life. And I'm telling you, there is life and death inside the Word Word of God. And so when I think about survival skills, I think about three different things. Number one is this. In order for you to live, you have to have food. You're going you're gonna to call me on day three of the fast. <laughs> Pastor, you said in your, your message, in order for us to live, we have to have food. Because I'm really going to push y'all this year. Lots of y'all have been sissies over the years of fasting. I'm just going to be real honest. You've been sissies. Fasting should stretch you in sacrifice. Like it should hurt a little bit. I believe that with all my heart. We have people, well, I've been fasting Dr. Peppers. Well, whoop de doo I'll say whatever I want. I got the microphone. But there's three basic things in order to live. Number one, you have to have food. Number two, you have to have water, right? And number three, you have to have air. You have to have breath. And so number one, uh, talking about being fight ready here, um, how many of y'all know if you're going to fight, you have to have food? You have to have protein. You have to have the right things. You have to have like those Christmas trees from Little Debbie's. (laughs) That's the flesh speaking. Cast out the flesh. All right. Uh, you have to have protein, and, and I looked it up, and there's, uh, some of y'all would disagree with this, but there's all kinds of stuff on the internet. There's some people that say you can live 50 days without food. Some people say 40 days, some people 60 days, but you do have to have food in order for you to live. The second thing, in order for you to live, you have to have water. Now, the internet is full of different things as well, but you, if you are without water, Dacia, you're in medical field, how long would you say? Three days, three days, all right. Some people are on the internet said ten days, and I was thinking, Lord have mercy. Well, how in the world? So so three days. But how many of y'all know you can't you can't live very long at all without breath. You have to have breath, right? You have to have air. H two you, you you have you have to have oxygen inside of your lungs. So I just want to encourage you and tell you this: that God's word is all of these. How many of y'all know the Bible says that the word of God is the breath of life or bread of life? The Bible also says in Ephesians, I believe it's Ephesians chapter 5, it talks about the washing of the water of the word. It's the word. The word is water. The word is food. The third thing is this, the word is breath. So the breath of God, uh, I I would get into it talking about how it's food, how it is the bread of life. I would get into it how it is the washing of the water of the word, but I really want to hit on today talking about the breath of God. And those of you that have been to a higher elevation, my parents live in... Longmont, Colorado, and we were there for Thanksgiving. And I went out on a soccer field, Skyline High School there, with my two little boys, and we played soccer. And within a minute, I was out of air. I was like, "We need to find an ER right now," <laughs> because what I had done was, it's me and Anson was playing and catch. He was like, "I'm out of the house!" Ah! He was acting like you know, uh, what's a little Tasmanian guy running everywhere, and and anyways, I had a soccer ball full of air, big one, and I kick it to Anson, and he runs this way. The ball is literally flying. I still got a leg, y'all, chewing horses. I'm surprised the Cowboys ain't calling me to pump for them, I promise you. (laughs) This ball is flying through the air, catches running, and I'm watching it. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. He runs right into it, It hits him right in the side of the head, knocks his feet out from underneath him. Y'all don't turn me in for that either, all right? online so i run to him and i get to him and i'm like i sound like a pug dog i mean i'm like trying to breathe are you okay son because i am not call an ambulance not for him but for me but as i was thinking about this talking about the word of god is the, is the breath of god Uh, When you're in elevation, the air is thin. I I, I can say this with all my heart that we're living in a time in the church age and in the spiritual age that we're in a thin spiritual aired world. That people can't fight because they don't have enough spiritual in the inside of them. And I'll declare this again. This will be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. So a key in order for you to live and live a, a be fight ready and ready to fight, you've got to have Scripture on the inside of you. And so as I was thinking about this, talking about the breath of God, if you have your Bibles open in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14, I'm going to go ahead and start reading here. But he says, but as for you continuing the things that you have learned and of which you are convinced. What he's talking about here is if you were here a couple of weeks ago, I talked about in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. Where it says talks about he talks about the faith that is on the inside of the young preacher here, not from what he has done, but what his family has imparted into him. Y'all were here for that. When he's talking about his grandmother and he's talking about his mother, and he's in the, in this verse here, he's alluding to that again. He said, "What you learned and of which you are convinced—that's why parents. It's important for us that we be people of faith, because faith is being transferred to our daughters and our sons." And you might say, well, I'm 50 years old. Listen, the best time to plant a tree was 40 years ago. The next best time is today. So you can start being a man of God and a man of faith today that will be transferred in that anointing to be in your kid's life. Are you hearing me? And so he says, convinced knowing from what you've learned from them. He's talking about his family. Verse 15. And how from childhood you have known the sacred things which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Then in verse 16, this is where I, I want to go, talking about the breath of God. He said, all Scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for instruction. How many of y'all know the Word of God instructs us in the way that we should go? It says, the steps of a good man are order of the Lord, and he delights in his ways. He says, it's profitable for instruction, for conviction. Everybody say conviction. How many of y'all know we need to be convicted of the wrong that is in our life that we need to get rid of? He said, conviction of sin for correction, for training in righteousness. Then in verse 17, he says, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. I don't know about you, but I want to be outfitted for every good work. I don't know about you, but I want to be outfitted for, uh, for parenting my kids. Are you hearing me? I want to be outfitted to be a good steward over the money that God has entrusted me with. I don't know about you, but I want to be outfitted to be a a, a good citizen inside of my city that I can be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. Are you hearing me this morning? And I'm telling you, the Word of God can give you every answer to whatever you're going through in your life. I believe that with all my heart. You know the wisdom that you feel like Dr. Phil has lots of times? you can back some of the, the right things up all it is in Scripture. I'll tell you this, I've said it before, if there was no heaven and there was no hell, I would still live by the principles and teachings of the Word of God. because there is life and death inside the word. And so how many of y'all know we need, we, we need to have spiritual equipment to win the fight. A boxer, he, he's got to have the right equipment. He's got to have the right gloves that fit him. He's got to have all those things. But the most important thing that he has to have is he has to be in shape in order to defeat the God that's up against him. And Scripture is the best equipment for that. It's God-breathed. I looked it up in the Greek, Greek and it's uh, theonoustos. It's P-N-E-U-S-T-O-S. S-T-O-S. Theo means God, but Nustos. It's like where we get the word pneumonia in our lungs. It's to breathe. And so when you think about this, Scripture has been, ah, it's been breathed on by God. You know, to fully understand this, I learned this in Bible school, to, to understand Scripture theologically, you need to know two words, inspiration and illumination. Inspiration is that the Holy Spirit, how many of y'all thankful for the Holy Spirit this morning? that the Holy Spirit was moved on on these writers of every single person that wrote, wrote all 66 books of Old and New Testament, Old and New Testament, Old and New Testament. How many of y'all believe we believe the whole word of God, that it's all breathed, all 66 books? And we believe that the Holy Spirit was moved on by these men that wrote these books by the Holy Spirit to write it. They were inspired by the Holy Spirit. But then we come along as the reader And this is illumination. The same Holy Spirit that inspired the guy to write the book all these years ago, the same Holy Spirit makes it come alive to us. Oh, how many of y'all have ever read a scripture before and you've seen it so many different times, but it depends on where you are and the season in your life that it comes alive. Right? Like pastor can preach on something, whatever it is. And you know what, it's a great word, we lean in, we get what we need from that, but it's something in our life, whether what's going on inside of our health, what's going on inside of our finances, what's going on inside of our nation, uh, when we read it, we've read it a hundred times, but on the hundred and first time, in that season, in due time, God has a word specifically for you. Are you hearing me? Never underestimate the power of one scripture. Never underestimate the power of one scripture. I believe this with all my heart. This book is more than, it's more than a book. And when you read the word of God, you are filling your lungs with the breath of God. We've got to learn to lean into the word of God. uh, As as, uh, I, I wrap this up, go back to Ezekiel chapter 37. In Ezekiel 37 here, We see something. He said the hand of the Lord is upon me. It's if we read it one more time. John if you want to go ahead and come. I'm gonna wrap this up here. It says the hand of the Lord is upon me and he brought me out of the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass all around them and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo, there were very dry. And he said to me son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh Lord God, you know. And again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them. How I many y'all know when you prophesy something, prophecy, not only does it mean future, but also to prophesy means to declare the word in the season that you're in. Like lots of times, there's been words that God's given me for somebody in their future of what they're supposed to do, but also too, when I prophesy, see this morning, I was prophesying over in 2023, some things that would happen inside of our city, inside of our state, inside of your family. What am I doing? I'm declaring the word of the Lord. How many of y'all know it's still alive today? The word of God is still alive. So he says, prophesy, basically he's saying, declare the word of the Lord in this moment, Get this, like you don't have to have a burning bush experience, you don't have to have a writing on the wall, all you need is this right here, one word from God. He says, declare over the moment, right now, that these bones, and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. What brought them to life? The word of the Lord. What will bring dry bones to life in your life? The word of the Lord. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know this is very simple, and I'm just reading out of the Bible, but you need to get revelation of that today. You need to get revelation that when you declare God's word, it goes into action. You need to be aware of this. It says, Thus say the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will make breath enter you, that you may come to life i will put sinews on you make flesh grow back on you cover you with skin and i will put breath in you so that you may come to life and you will know that i am the lord so this particular text here i'm, I'm going to read it here at the end but i believe there's three meanings there's three meanings as i read this particular text i believe there's three meanings first of all i'll go back to history i know that in this particular time that the jews are in captivity And he's declaring over them that you may be in this dry place and you might be in captivity but you declare the word of the Lord inside of this moment that you will come to life and deliverance will come to your country and you will be set free. And that's what happened. The second thing that I know is this, that it's the rising of the army of God. And can I tell you this, we have systems and we have uh, we have all these different programs and things like that and I believe this with all my heart This is what the Lord is showing me for the future of 2023 in AOL We have bones that have come together, but we stop prophesying if God's breath is not on it The anointing's not there and lives won't be changed We have to have a rising of army and God's breath has to be in it It can't just be bones walking around Flesh has come to, has to come to life God's breath has to be breathed inside of that in order for it to happen. The third one I think is very personal for us as people of God, that God can take dead things and he can raise them back to life. So three things from this text, that was the three meanings, but there's three things from this text talking about being fight ready and having scripture on the inside of you that I see from Ezekiel chapter 37 is this. God's word gives you faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Think about the beginning of the text. He says, I want you to walk around and I want you to see these dry bones. And the Bible says they were so dry, they were so broken. They were all messed up. There was dust everywhere. And he's looking around. first thing I want to tell you is this, we walk by faith and not by sight. And as he's looking around, I'm telling you it may be inside of your family. I believe there's people that's walking around today that you're looking around. And you're looking at your situation. You're looking at that checkbook. Or you're looking at that son or that daughter that's so far away and not serving God. You're looking at that report. Whether it be from a lawyer, whether it be from a whoever. A spouse. You're looking at that and I believe God's saying to you, do you think that this can come to life? And he says, I don't know. And I believe there's lots of you who used to answer it. You would say, Lord, I don't know. I don't know that it could. But he tells him this. He says, declare the word of the Lord over the dry bones. Because he knows this. If you declare the word of the Lord over your situation, you will now begin to not walk by what you see, what you feel, what you hear. You'll now be driven by what God's word says, God's word says they'll live and not and declare the works of the Lord. God's word says that He will supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God's word says that He will restore us with long life. He will satisfy me and show me His salvation. That's what God's word says. So when I declare God's Word and when I prophesy God's Word, there's faith that's built up on the inside of me. And I'm going to tell you right now, in 2023, if you're going to fight the good fight of faith, if you're going to see the the, the judgment on the wicked, and you're going to be a part of the righteous, I'm telling you, you can't stay righteous without the Word of God. Right standing with God. So the first thing is this, God's Word gives us faith. Number two is this. God's word brings order, and it brings strength. Look what? Verse 7, so I prophesied, and as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, and bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on the bones, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath on them. You know what I believe? I'm thankful Paul says in scripture, he says, do things in decency and in order. There's so many of you, your life is completely out of order. It's out of order. You don't know what the next step is. The reason that your finances are wrecked is because you're not a steward. But it's because your life is out of order. The reason that your marriage is wreck is because your life is completely out of order. Can I tell you, the word of God will bring you back to order. Because you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things be added unto you. Here's the third thing that I see from the text that God's word does. God's word brings life. Verse 10, he says, so I prophesied, and he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they came to life and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Can I tell you there is breath in the presence of God? Can I tell you, I'm I'm believing, and I'm prophesying and declaring, that right now, God is breathing on your mind. I believe and I declare as we've read Ezekiel 37 that He is breathing on your heart, that He's breathing on your motives, that He's breathing on your desires, that He's breathing on your plans to give you a future, to give you a hope, that He's breathing on your marriage, that He's breathing on your money, that He's breathing on your kids. Can we make this a goal in 2023 to breathe in the Word of God? Hey, Can we make this a goal in 2023, (laughs) that we breathe in the Word of God? I'm going to say it one more time. Hey, can we make this a goal in 2023 (laughs) that we breathe in the Word of God? Let's breathe in the Word of God. Let's breathe in the Word of God. Let's breathe in the Word of God. I want to breathe in the Word of God. In your business, you need to breathe in the Word of God. Come on. Breathe in the Word of God. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I have one more. I think this ain't on the agenda, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Proverbs chapter 4, we all know verse 23. It says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs issues of life. But in Proverbs 4.20, he said, my son, pay attention to my words. It says his words. There's so many of you right now, and I'll go ahead and raise my hand. That's one thing. I don't only fast food. You're like, pastor, did you say fast food? Yeah, Brahms. Come on. Double dip. Glory to God. No. I Fast. See, the flesh, it just takes over. I fast food, but another thing that I do, I, I fast complete social media. And I do it not only, I mean, it's today. I don't have one app of social media on my phone. I'm disconnecting from the world. I'm compl- I want to encourage you to do the same thing. It'll be encouraged to you on Sunday of next week to see that your screen time has gone down 50%. Meaning 50% of your life you waste looking at people you don't even like. But this is what he said. He said, my son, pay attention to my words. You know what we do? We pay attention to so many other people's words. There's some of y'all right now, you're offended. Because you have grabbed a hold of somebody else's words. You're shook up. There is a nail in your side, inside of your family, This because of other people's words. He said this. He said, pay attention to my words and be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Do not let them escape from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing and health to all your flesh. How many of y'all know the flesh is more than just healing in your body? It's casting out all the fleshly things. All the fleshly things. And the Word of God will take care of all of that. Did y'all get something out of the Word today? Come on, did you get something out of the Word today? Come on, I'm declaring 5783 that there will be punishment on the wicked. But there will, we will rise like a camel bringing back benefits, unusual benefits to the people of God. I'm declaring it over my household. I'm declaring it over yours and I'm telling you in order for, to fulfill it, let's make 2023 a place where we breathe in God's word. You breathe in God's word and you've got to make it you've got to make it a desire and a goal. Breathe in every single day. But also, too, listen. You you know why we have church? To lead and to feed, to get people saved, for one. But also, to to lead and to feed you. This is where, if I can say anything in confidence about AOL, the Word of God is preached in this house. The whole book. I mean, this morning I could have I could have shared way more, but I shared at least fifteen scriptures with you guys, twenty. Because I believe in it. <laughs> I made a desire years ago that I am not going to go a year, one year, without every day being in the Word of God. Every single day of my life. If I'm on vacation, I'm in the Word of God. I'm in the Word of God. I'm telling you, it's the difference between life and death in my life. Scripture. If you go ahead and get your communion out, I believe this is a great way to end the service right here, or going into 2023. And I want to tell you this, but let me go ahead and do this. If you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you haven't asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, if you're not right with God, don't mess with this. But i want to give you the opportunity to get right with God today. Real quick, the gospel message is this. As there's a problem in this world and it's called sin. And the Bible tells us that sin separates us from God. The Bible says that sin, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin is missing the mark. And if you have sin in your life, you know it. There's something in in you that you know you're convicted of the thing that is in your life. And he knew that the wages of sin is death. And so in order to pay the penalty of death, he said, I don't want you to die, but I'll send my son to die in your place. And that's the gospel message, John three sixteen. So the problem is sin, but the solution he sent in his name was Jesus. And Jesus is still alive today and takes the penalty of your sin away when you confess it to him. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. So the problem is sin. The solution is Jesus. But you've got to give the response. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9, confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So with every head bowed and with every eye closed, if you're in this room today and you say, you know what, pastor, I'm separated from God. There's sin inside of my life and I need to get right with God. If that's you, say, you know what? At one time I served God, but I went away from him. But maybe you've never heard the gospel message preached before that there is somebody that paid the penalty of death for you. And today you want to come back to God. If that's you, don't go into this next year without your sins paid for. Confessing them to God. So I'm just going to ask right now. With every head bowed. With every eye closed. Say you know what pastor that's me. I need to pray that prayer. I need to come back to Jesus. Just lift your hand. Who is that? Amen. Amen. Just lift your hand. Who is it? Praise God I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? I see many hands across the room. That have lifted their hands. Now. We as a body of Christ, i want to pray this prayer with you. We're going to do three things. We're going to admit, we're going to believe, and we're going to confess. So if you lifted your hand, but also believers in the room that have prayed this prayer before, pray this with these that are praying this today. Say, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I'm separated from you. But today, I believe you died, you were buried, and on the third day, you rose again and you took that penalty of sin for me today I confess you as my Lord from this day forward I'll serve you all the days of my life in Jesus name amen come on if you lifted your hand come down right here I know there's many people that raised their hand Praise praise God praise God praise God praise God I know there's more Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Will you stretch your hands out towards these right now? God, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, I just pray, Lord, that today they would feel your touch. That they know that they're forgiven as far as the east is from the west. Lord, I know that the enemy will come in and Remind them of shame, guilt, and condemnation. But Lord, I pray, Lord, for these that have come up and have been bold to say, you know what, I'm going to the new year and it's going to be a new me. I come against the enemy. I come against the enemy right now that will remind them that that meant nothing. No, this means everything. That they are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything has become brand new. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you would use us as the body of Christ. Lord, to encourage them. To lift them up. Lord, to to make them aware that they can be active in fighting the good fight of faith. In Jesus' name.
0: Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.